time with them but we you know yeah. we they kind of like tear us out the front a wee bit to the side just like sat out there you, drinking you, all day with them like and i mean all day like, where you have to like have to go out to to get into your flat yeah because it was sunny there all day but like, they're all they're all really signed like and just These are all eager for a bit of action pretty much yeah <laughs> like we sat pretty much six feet apart in a circle drinking <laughs> nice yeah it's kind of bizarre like and then we all like went in and we got cold like but we didn't go into each other's houses because you know cross-contamination <laughs> but uh they're signed like you know and this got fucking hammered like, i think i was really really stressed this week too i don't think i realized how stressed i was and, I, and then i woke up like i woke up on saturday man and i made myself like, like myself like an espresso martini and fucking <laughs> like I'd, I had like one like really strong one at the start of the day, and then I had two more, and it was like ten. That was probably like eleven o'clock, and I was pretty lush. Like <laughs> I hadn't eaten anything. Like I didn't eat anything until like two or three o'clock, and I was just fucking so lush at like start of the day. I had to lie down for like half an hour at like four o'clock. Got up again, <laughs> just like fucking went through like half a crate of beer and probably about half a bottle of vodka and half a bottle of Tia Maria and about a bottle of wine. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kind of snuck up on me that one. <laughs> was considering trying to go session somehow. Then dude, I was like, "There's got to be a way." Like, <laughs> start the podcast. What is it? Start the podcast. I guess so. So, I suppose this is where the theme song is eventually going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, get that started too. Oh, uh, Owen here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to okay, well, What Are We At with my life partner and co-host, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, here I am. <laughs> there he is. Uh, so, any news since last week? Uh, not really, just kind of a busy-ish week at work and quite tiring. Um, so then I just got really lost on Saturday to, because of that. As, as we were discussing, so uh, <laughs> my week I really haven't done much. I watched Brazil, watched Brazil in two sittings, granted, because I was so tired. Like yeah. the first night, I was like, right, I'm, I started, I noticed I was kind of like not following following along as much as I wanted to, so I kind of paused it and started back like a wee bit earlier than I had the second night. Yeah, and yeah that's, that's hmm? ha- that happened me for AI. Yeah, that in two sittings, but uh, yeah, this one I got through in one. Dude. I really mm. loved it anyway. I just fucking loved the aesthetic, and it was way yeah. more slapstick than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking um, from editing the last one that uh, what we should probably do is like leave the TV discussion to the end, and then if people haven't seen the movie or don't want to get spoiled, they can just leave the end of the episode. Ah, oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. I think, I think that's probably just a handy way to structure things. 
Okay. So, so I kind of want to keep, if we can, keep this a bit tighter than the last time too, because it was like, it was like a Joe Rogan experience podcast. It was like three hours. <laughs> yeah, way more difficult for you from editing. Well. Yeah. Well, that's like, to three hours worth of podcast to edit. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's fine, because yeah, I probably have to. I'll have to go to bed early enough tonight because I'm up at yeah. five. So we'll yeah. keep it. We're, we're, we're still getting used to it, anyways. Yeah. Well, um, we're just refining the process. That's all. It yeah, is. that's it exactly. I, I actually had a rough enough <laughs> week last week. Really? Why? Yeah. Uh, um. For last week, I was saying I was like drinking all week, and then drinking all day Friday, and then back on the drink, chatting to you. Yeah. Yeah, well, that night I ended up having a bit of a sesh at my neighbor's house. <laughs> just got wild hairy. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I was like, went down to sit out in his garden. He got like a fire pit. Mm. We just went. It's hard. But uh, it's good to get out of the system at the same time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need it, at least. Like, I'll admit, I feel like as something like that. Because I've got like the bank holiday weekend next weekend, like I feel like kind of going hard because cause, cause I can't <laughs> really at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I really, you know, if, usually if you're getting like a bit stressed at work too, as well, like you know, you might go on like a night out or go on like a sesh or something. Maybe yourself, you might go on like a stress sesh, just kind of de stress a bit. Yeah, no, no. That's why we just got a drink on our own. Gonna be yeah. bourbon and coke here at the minute. That's what I was drinking, a wee bit of wine. I'm taking it easier today, though, than I did yesterday. I think I'm just going to have this one glass up. Um, yeah, I'll need, like, a glass of wine with dinner, and then this is my second last, I'd say. Hmm. <sighs> Gotta relax at some point, like. <laughs> it was pretty rough this morning, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck did I do? Yeah, there's a thing, um, heard... Uh, what's his name? Dan Harmon. You know, the guy who did like Community and Rick and Marty and everything. Yeah. He talked about this idea of like putting, uh, well, it's like adding wood to the fire and then burning out. It's like if you have these kind of like little urges, like what we're talking about to like party or whatever, like he's talking about like if you're, if you need to, to drink, it's like sometimes you have to just like do it and like indulge in it. And then when, and then eventually you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of what I did last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to kind of get yourself out of the habit, you just kind of... Yeah, I was, like, I didn't even, like, up until yesterday, I was like, I don't think I'll even have any drink this weekend. <laughs> 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 Better myself off at that hard. It's just, Dude. oh, man, I was in tight shape all week. Yeah. Like, it's probably been or, a while since you've been in that tight shape, too, so it's like you're not used to it again, you know? Like, yeah. And as well, like, it just... Like, on the bright side, it showed me how important having my, like, routine that I worked out was because I think that being disturbed just added to, like, the feeling of being off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had shit to do. Like, I was, was about, like, like editing the thing and then, like, oh, I didn't do that today. And then I'd feel worse. And, oh, man. May all uh, week just to get back. May all week pretty much to get back. Got it. But mm. I've been looking forward to this talk and everything. and. Uh, Yes. Yeah, see, 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 Yeah, but the last few days, I was, I was, and again, I can, you what? Last couple of days, just uh, I felt felt good again. I was back into my 
routine, breathing yeah. and w- walking and all that. That's good, so yeah. I think that's probably why I felt so bad today, yeah, because I had no routine, like I didn't exercise. I only read a bit there in the last hour, which made me feel yeah. better, but I was pure like... That can be hard to read when you're like even a tiny bit hungover, you're just like... <laughs> yeah. And concentrated all, like... That's pure, like, kind of like... We're just getting like down. If one of those hanging resorts more can like down in my head rather than physical, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I was like, right, I need to try and get something. And I like, I made dinner and stuff. And I was like, but uh, I just need something to take my mind off it. And I was like, if I, yeah. I feel like if I put on a TV show or something. Yeah. Even, like gonna be, even cooking. I'm going to have too much time to think. <laughs> hmm? What's that? I'd say, what do you call it? You know, sometimes if you're like feeling like that, if it's just to sit and watch a TV show or something, it's like, I still have a wee bit too much time to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, cooking dinner or something like you said that can help I think mm. kind of did for a bit but then it was over I was like what <laughs> do, do I do that again <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, and another good thing is I find whenever I get like into that kind of state it does spark something creative after a while because it's like I've been in, I've been lying around indulging myself doing nothing for so long that eventually it's just like I don't know, there's like a need to do something. So I started like lyrics and stuff start coming in my head. So it's always like a nice, it's always like a sign that I'm on the way up again. Too. It's like you're feeling creative. You're doing something, something's happening. Yeah, you're, you're, your mind's kicking back in, like the sparks yeah. are flying again. <laughs> she wrote a whole song today. Oh, a nice one. Yeah, I think it's all done, like lyrics and music and everything. Oh, just rare, rare when that happens. Yeah, just, give it I like just a like burst. A wee lyric, uh, a wee lyric came into my head when I was walking this morning and just been away at it all day. Oh, that's great, man. That's unreal. Very silly song, but <laughs> so why not? Fuck it, this is getting song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, band, a bit of crack. Mm. Yeah. Someone mentioned at this point. Uh, so anything else you wanted to mention? No, not really. It's just, oh yeah, I was wondering, should we do like a, should we do a segment of just like, because it is of like life in the pandemic at the moment. I suppose that's probably what we've just kind of discussed. But mm. it's like wondering if that's what we should be kind of like calling it. It's just like two different perspectives on current life in the pandemic. If you know what I mean. Um, that's just kind of, but it's like the flavor the whole podcast is going to have anyway, just by the nature of it. Like, mm, I suppose. You know, I suppose, because yeah. what else are we at for being in this pandemic? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what we're... Well, what we can, <laughs> with everybody else. Yeah. But, um... mentioned watching TV shows there earlier. Have you been... Did you watch anything during the week? Actually, no, unfortunately. I was not at all? Not at all. I was meant to catch up something with devs. I was, I was doing pretty well. And like one day and Tuesday of the week, I like got up, I exercised for like an hour, and then I um went to work, worked, came back, like had something, and I just kind of put on like YouTube videos and kind of like half fell asleep. I was just pure tired. Started awake, and then Wednesday, I didn't get up and didn't exercise at all, and I like woke up at like 12. And then Thursday, I woke up at like one, and then <laughs> Friday, I woke up at like quarter past one, and it was fucking, I was late for work. <laughs> Almost. Are you on the? So, what was your work, Jill, this week? Oh, sorry, it was quarter past. The shit one, is it? 
See, you're working late. Thinking that, but I ended up doing less on this late shift because I think I was just so tired from the week before. I ended up like just being tired throughout the week, and then really, uh, I've been just really constantly tired. Unfortunately, it's kind of starting to drain on me a bit. But yeah. like as soon as I get home, I'd like try and sit there and I'd try and watch something. They try and watch devs, but like it's uh, it's a really slow and intense show. Yeah. <laughs> just whenever it's going to, you have to get it. You have to start that as well. Just remembered actually during the week that I like was watching the new season of Better Call Saul and I kind of forgot all about it. Missed it a week and then just completely forgot to go back to it. <laughs> you been watching yeah. that at all? No, sure. I still haven't even seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> the whole other podcast me to do. <laughs> yeah, haven't seen Breaking Bad. Haven't seen Game of Thrones. Haven't seen Walking Dead. Haven't seen. That'd be that'd be an interesting way to do it. Actually, watch Better Call Saul first. Yeah, that would be because then I'd, I'd kind of, I'd assume I'd know something, or I'd assume there'd be a lot of things I'd miss as well, actually. Yeah, I had, uh, I don't think you can do that though, because there's partners, there's like the odd wee part where it goes to post Breaking Bad and then flashes back to pre Breaking Bad. So you might ruin it, or it might just be <laughs> so obscure that you just don't know what's going on. Yeah, or it might be like something to be like, I was really confused by this part, and it's like, well, I can't tell you why, but it's not that confusing. It's just this. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I think as soon as Breaking, or sorry, Better Call Saul wraps up, I'm going to just go straight into Breaking Bad again. Oh, really? It's got two, I think it's got two more seasons. Maybe it's just one more season. This one, I'm not sure which way it is. Mm-hmm. There's two or three more. It's one or two more seasons. the movie as well, isn't there? Yeah. That was pretty good, actually. It was like just a. It was kind of like a just a long episode, but it was nice to go back and visit the world, catch up with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, Breaking Bad or sorry, Better Call Saul has been getting better and better with every every season. Um, I've got like five episodes to watch of the new one that I got about and <laughs> need to go back and watch, but or to. Get that done during the week, actually. Hmm. I remember there's something else coming out. Oh, yeah, did you hear about there's a new adult animation from Dan Harmon coming out, actually? Yeah? Yeah, it's Dan Harmon's, like, producing and writing it, and it's going to star Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito's daughter, and Aubrey Plaza. But it's actually going to... And Danny DeVito's twin brother, uh... <laughs> and his and his and the secret triplet Eddie Murphy. Oh that, yeah, that they never made. That's so uh, sick, and that they never made because isn't that like on the cards recently or something? <laughs> yeah, they were thinking of like doing a callback to twins, and they were going to call it triplets yeah. and just have Eddie Murphy in, which I thought was a great idea. I thought <laughs> like, that was amazing. Like I, I thought that was just the perfect. How do you make it more ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Make Anne get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always funny to think that, like, he is, like, the quintessential, like, an old-school action star, like, one of the big ones, and he's still in movies like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. <laughs> what was his agent thinking? <laughs> and then he was governor. <laughs> um, um, I watched uh, a couple episodes of, or not, I just watched the first episode of a new show called Oh, let's see if I can remember the name of it. Midnight. 
Midnight Transmission or something? New Netflix animated show. Well, I don't know how new it is. It's new to me anyway. It's uh, yeah. do you know Duncan Trussell? No, who's that? Um, he's a comedian, podcaster. Um, he's great. <laughs> I was saying to uh, his mate last night when we were watching. I was like, I I think it'd be impossible to be around Duncan Trussell and not just have a good time. <laughs> just like it's like so energetic. It's like just goes into all these things about like um psychedelics and like um the cosmic stuff and like all is here. Like it's just it's class and his the episode was him it's basically he's this like cosmic being who's doing podcast uh, like the universe and then he goes and chooses a, a version of Earth. First one like blown up or something and then the second so he goes to the next one the next one is having a zombie apocalypse <laughs> and then he uses a body and enters a simulation and appears on earth and then uh, meets up with the president president of earth possibly <laughs> he's voiced by dr drew pinsky i don't know if you know him no he's like a, another podcaster and stuff and they just have this weird rambling conversation about like everything psychedelics and all sorts of stuff and it's just like slightly framed in this uh zombie apocalypse story and it ends and he goes home and then that's the end of the transmission <laughs> it's really cool no, actually it's yeah, just like it's... Look at, looking it up there and yeah i actually have heard of this because it's um created by the guy that did adventure time ah uh, that makes sense as soon yeah. as i saw the animation side i was like i need to what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a techno community because it's like a new, what do you call it? You were talking about it. It's like, that sounds like the thing Pendleton Ward was doing. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the Adventure Time guy. And it's like, oh, wait, that is that. I just forgot the name of it. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I see now that he has lots of special guests. Stephen Root. Yeah, I think like every episode he's talking to will be a different guest. But even on that episode, uh, Joey Diaz was in it and I didn't know. But he's in the credits, so it's probably going to be an all-star kind of. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Duncan yeah, no, Trussell's in with you know, Joe Rogan and Tom Segura and all those comedians, so I'm sure all those people will make an appearance at some point. Yeah, all the kind of people he podcasts with. Yeah, if you smoke weed, then definitely watch that show. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, it's just it seems to be that that exact kind of thing. <laughs> like, you'll just have your mind blown. <laughs> just. Whoa! That's, that's all you say at the end. Just capture yeah. the eyes. Just whoa! Uh, just, <laughs> I actually just recommend even just backing up Duncan Trussell in, in some form yourself. He's. I mean, it's always good to <laughs> find a new comedian or something. Yeah, uh, good one. Actually, look up Doctor Drew After Dark and find the episode with Duncan Trussell on it. An hour long podcast. And there's a video mm-hmm. and everything. It'll give you a good, good taster. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, um, I watched that show Pen Fifteen. Heard of that? No. <laughs> What's Pen Fifteen? <laughs> just I actually just finished it today. Um, it's about these two girls. They're like um, can um, they they would probably be like around our age actually. And it's 
M in when they were 13 and in the year 2000 school <laughs> so they play themselves and they're surrounded by like actual 13 year old actors and actresses <laughs> they're like you know 30 or whatever yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's just a really good kind of um i mean it's hard to but i suppose it's like it's in that era and it's like just what it's like to be that age and stuff didn't enjoy it as much as I thought, and I that might be because it was a bit overhyped for me because I heard a lot of comedians talk about it and it being like the best show ever. And I don't know if that was a reason that I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping or I thought I would, mm. or if it was because it's American and it's not quite as close to my experience as all the people that would review it. You know I mean? Yeah, I can understand that because I do, I do get that a lot with like you know like any high school American movie has like a pool party and it's like, that never happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to live something like that. It's still definitely worth a watch. If it sounds interesting at all, then. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Cool. I actually did just look it up too and I completely can't believe I didn't realize that of course it's called Pen15 because that's how people used to write penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fun. <laughs> and... Is there... Anything else you watched or listened to or read? I think my next one's gonna segue in. I started listening. I started. I started listening to a book I've already read. I do that there sometimes. I sometimes like to if I like the book enough or I want to see like a different perspective or something. I do like sometimes listen to books I read. And I started listening to Off Off to Be the Wizard. It was an enjoyable enough book I read. It's kind of like a cross between like science fiction and fantasy but in a way that essentially a guy finds out that essentially we're in the matrix but he finds like his file so he can like make himself like taller and then he makes himself rich and stuff but he like, okay. doesn't do it too much but it's the whole point is that he's a computer programmer so that's how he figured this out but then like obviously people come after him so he decides to go back in time and hide but the time he goes back to hide in it turns out there's a whole pile of other computer programmers but they go back to like fucking he becomes essentially like Merlin <laughs> and back in that era, but there's a whole pile of other like, oh, yeah, yeah. computer programmers. It's like, it's interesting. Like, it's a lighthearted funny. It kind of reminds me, it's like not quite as good, but it's like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but in like a fantasy setting. You know, it's it's that kind of, it's sort of that kind of humor. Okay. If you know what I mean, and, uh, but I enjoyed the book, so I thought I'd give it a listen because it said it'd be a funny enough listen than it is. I'd recommend that. And I think I was listening to that and started listening to The Adventures of Tom Sawyer as well, narrated by Nick Offerman. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. That's the perfect <laughs> narrator. Yeah, no, it's That's... just so good. Like, yeah. It's, it's it's a wild, he has such a, a nice voice to listen to as well. Like, you know, But for that, perfect. Nick Offerman's voice is like a slab of Americana. <laughs> Which is perfectly fitting for... What I did find funny is it's kind of hard. I need to get back into it, but I've also got, like, the, uh, the audiobook of Skag Boys. But um, it's, it's just kind of weird listening to such thick Scottish accents all the time. <laughs> yeah. Although, I suppose that is the way to, <laughs> to listen to it. Well, it's the only... Yeah, if it was is an it, American voice, I don't think I would even try to listen to it. If nah. it is it anyone famous doing that? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's just um, who is it? It's Tam Dean Byrne. So hmm. there is there's actually some pretty like there is some that I have that are some big actors like Fahrenheit Four Five One by Tim Robbins. You know Andy Dufresne. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a version of Bram Stoker's Dracula, but it's with Alan Cumming and Tim Curry. Nice. Jeremy Irons narrating Alchemist. That's only like four hours long. That's absolutely beautiful to listen to because it's just like really relaxing. Like because <laughs> mm. it's such a nice book too. Yeah. There's some sometimes audibles do like specials and stuff like that. There with like some really famous people. It can be pretty cool. Like some of them. Yeah. I suppose they need to do stuff like that to get you get you in yeah. get you in one, the door. One flew over the cuckoo's nest by John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read that book? No, actually. That's um, amazing. I think Kelly started listening to it. I think she actually bought that one from the book and was like, I must listen to it. And she was like, you know, I think I need to read it because I think parts of it are it's written as if like from a mental patient. So it's really hard to follow when you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all uh, from the big chief's point of view. All right. Yeah. It adds a lot to the story. It's very good. That's it, bud. Definitely recommend that to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'd say another one I'd recommend of like famous people is there's a Scanner Darkly by Paul Giamatti. Oh, that'd be pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I like him. Yeah, I like him too. I also just love that book. It's one of my favorite books. So mm. <laughs> I'm always going to be a wee bit biased, probably. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I did w- manage to watch in my week of doing nothing. A lot else was a, a comedy show called Party Down. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, I've seen Party Down. It's like two or three seasons. It's like two seasons, yeah. Uh, I was trying to work out why I watched it or why it was like on my list of things to watch. And I think it was because Adam Scott was on a podcast with Pete Holmes and they must have talked about it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so did I. I haven't seen that news. That's the one where he's like a waiter, isn't it? Like a yeah, caterer. the Party Down is the name of a catering company, and it's basically all like struggling actors or actresses, or they're somewhere, somewhere you like it's in they're in LA and they're all kind of struggling in some way to become big. Adam Scott's okay. character is, um, he's actually like, um, he was a mildly successful actor, everyone recognized him from an ad he was in where his catchphrase was are we having fun yet so everyone sees him as like hey i know you but uh i actually really liked his kind of perspective in that because he was like he's like yeah i did the acting thing i'm pretty sure i've actually made the right choice not to do that anymore i don't actually remember that there from it at all give it a rewatch because i do remember really enjoying it yeah it's like Definitely worth a watch, and it's very like it's like ten episodes per season, I think, and it's very easy to get through. But yeah, like I really like this. Um, it's like a kind of perspective I've been thinking a lot about recently. Like the character who you're kind of you're kind of expected to think of as like the the waster or whatever. It's like oh, he's got no ambition and everything. But it's like surely if you're happy, then that's the actual goal. Yeah. Like we're really programmed to be these, um, be a go-getter, like aim high and just keep achieve, 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 grow, 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 just improve all the time. And it's like, 
where where do you when do you just go you know what actually this is pretty good yeah where like when yeah when do you when do you actually like stop and enjoy what you have instead of like keep wanting more yeah i think it's really relevant to everything that's going on at the minute too like i i see this as like um like it's i find it weird when people are like freaking out because they're they've got nothing to do and it's like well if you work is that not your goal to retire and not have to do anything <laughs> so if you're freaking out now that you've got loads of time then i think you need to like do some readjusting because this basically is this is retirement but you're young enough to enjoy it yeah except you can't go outside well like <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> when you're old you'll be able to walk so like <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucked other way yeah um yeah, I know, like, I'd love, like, I'd kind of, I'd, I'd love a bit of time off like that now. I feel like I could really focus on stuff. I would be decent enough at setting myself out to do things, though, or, like, setting my diet. It's like, if I have, I can build a routine if I need to. Like, whenever I, yeah. uh, before I started in CLS, and whenever I was, like, unemployed for, like, two months, like, got up every day, usually cleaned the house first thing, because, well, I was the one at home, so I should be cleaning the house. So, cleaned the house. If I needed to go to the shop, went to the shop. Um, when I exercised a bit and usually I sat down I usually tried to sit down I'd have this all done by like 10 o'clock and then like I'd sit down and usually write for like four hours wow um, I did I did that every day for like I did that every day for like after, it took me a month to get into it but then I did that every day for like a month and then I just stopped because I got a job yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is where I wrote an awful lot of the um, the start of that book and some other stuff that's yeah. actually, like, that was good like that was really easy for me to do because um I was able to feel like I did something every day after I at least got up, cleaned the house and like wrote for like four hours. And then I tried to teach myself a bit more uh, computer programming as well. I fell out of that because I still know some of it, but I need to get back into it properly because I kind of had the time to, so it was fine. If you know what I mean? Yeah. And I read a bit more, but then whenever, like, that's why I'd like, <laughs> I suppose I'm just a bit jealous sometimes seeing people's Snapchats and it's like getting the light and it's like, damn, I wish I could do that today <laughs> or, or tomorrow. Yeah. Like, could not be as work tomorrow um yeah well that's the kind of weird thing too is like <laughs> it's like even when something like this is going on you're still like looking at others someone else and be like damn it i wish, wish I yeah could do that. <laughs> yeah exactly i still and want there's, more but... there's probably a lot of people <laughs> other people being like man i wish i could go to work <laughs> yeah exactly i mean yeah. i mean i really can't say anything because it's a really shitty position to be in to be like yeah. <laughs> but that's oh. that's what we all do like it's nothing to feel bad about either mm. It's a bit stress relief as well. Like, you know, sometimes you have to imagine these things or like think these things or like yeah, like fantasize or whatever. Mm. But um, it's good. But I can I can understand that though. Like, is it? it but it can't. Like, whatever. But it did take me like a month to calm down and get into that kind of routine. I feel like I feel like that would just be the hardest thing to do in a quarantine. Would be to get a routine. I don't think it'd be the hardest thing to stick to. It's just yeah. like the hardest thing. Yeah, it's, you have to make one because it has to be entirely for yourself. So you have to yeah. like figure out what you want to do. Yeah, like I, I had, I thought I had a good one, and then I end up changing it a bit, and I'm a bit happier. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like you can have a routine, but then you realize it's like, ah, this isn't actually that good. <laughs> yeah, I need to change it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, my problem is still because my thing changes, even though it changes the same time every week. It's just so hard to have any routine. <laughs> Yeah, but 
I'll, 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 I'll find one eventually. I'm sure I will. <laughs> um, yeah, back to that show, there was another thing that I really liked. Uh, it's like I, I noticed like a few things that were kind of like stoic related. Like that was one of them. The like the idea of a character just being content and not not having to aim for this big thing. Mm. And then there was another thing where like a guy started freaking out because someone told him that he was just a grain of sand on the beach and he would never be special or anything. And he was like, "What?" Uh, it's like, and he had to like get someone. It's like, "Tell me, do you think I'm going to make it?" It's like, "Tell me, I'm going to make it." <laughs> Yeah, like it's like he needs it so bad he's breaking down. Yeah, and I was like, that's actually a really like healthy way to think of yourself as just a grain of sand and like, and like you're not special because otherwise you're just going to have a totally distorted ego. Yeah, well, I that's know kinda... even in like, I even know like whenever I was in counseling and then I also have like the little book of can Kelly bought for me for Christmas and then that like it says <laughs> I have that as well. <laughs> what the little book of can. Yeah, yeah, I've got that as well. As yeah, Doctor Aaron Ballack, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, is, it the one, is it the one from Black Books? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen Black Books? I have seen Black Books, but I can't remember that there now. It's like, it's like the first so episode. Like Manny swallows the little book of cam. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> is it that one? <laughs> Must be. Because a friend of mine bought bought it to me ages ago as a joke, like as a reference to that. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it somewhere. It's class. <laughs> but uh, I, I have, well, whatever one I have, I have like both the physical copy and also the audiobook, but I've read it and I've listened to it. But it's like, and I, I then I was told something similar in counseling, and it's like the the visualization that whenever everything's going wrong for you, that you like view yourself from like a satellite view, or like, but you start off at yourself and then you like try and bring yourself up. So, you know, you bring yourself above the city and then you bring yourself above the clouds and you bring yourself like up to space up to like the moon and then you up at the earth and like you know you just keep going and you keep going far out like you visualize this to go as far out as you can to see how small the earth is to kind of yeah. show how like not major your problems are if you know what I mean not, a, yeah. not as big as you think like you know to give yourself a bit of perspective on yourself yeah in the world like which is that's, I, I don't know I'm wondering now if that is stoic because it's like kind of to show that it's not that important yeah <laughs> It's a, it actually reminded me of um, there's a great episode of the podcast Reply All where um, the the guy one of the main like hosts he tries microdosing mm. like taking small amounts of acid for a week but he accidentally takes too much on one of the days and then he has this kind of revelation the same as that basically where he's like uh, at the time he he had like he was just after going through a breakup and you basically realize that like um you know like in the grand scheme of things i'm so small in context as a world and the world's so small compared to the universe and if this bit of pain inside me is so much smaller than me then that means it's not really anything at all and he was able to just like let go of it yeah just to kind of get that closure yeah. then and it's kind of quite beautiful <laughs> it's quite beautiful the epiphany it's so funny yeah. though <laughs> yeah i know how, how that, did you get up, how did you get over your ex? Uh, I overdosed while trying to microdose LSD. <laughs> yeah, I, I regularly dosed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's like, that's kind of what ego's enemy is about too. That like the book I was talking about before, mm. where it's like 
like if you can break down if you can accept that whatever you're doing like say for me being a musician if i can accept that i'm not special and i probably won't become famous or whatever and i like but if you still want to do that thing then that means you're doing the right thing you're doing you find your purpose and your purpose will bring you happiness yeah if that's what you want to do but yeah. at, the same, at the same time but it's like what like if if you do adjust for that there like what's like i don't think you, you would never put in as much passion for it because why would you if you know what i mean because it'd be so if you're so driven by the need for like fame or money like because you haven't got the fame or the money yet like it's gonna be really hard to push yourself i'd feel to do that if that's really what you wanted plus there's better ways to get famous just i don't know become a serial killer (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's another thing it's like you really need to break down it's like why am i doing this and Mm. assess if that holds up because, like, if you are doing it with the intention that you will someday, like, if be have a number one single, say, for example, or number one selling book or whatever, mm-hmm. and then if you never achieve that and all your happiness is hinging on this thing that is never going to be achieved, then you'll just have, a like, a, a breakdown. Like, you... Yeah, you'll never actually feel fulfilled or happy. And then also, yeah. it, would do, it would probably be that their thing of, as well, like, once you get it, You'll still never be. You still won't be happy. No, it's not gonna. You. It's just built it up in your head so much that it just isn't what it is supposed to be. Or maybe you fucking maybe get the number one single, but you don't get the number one album of the year, and it's like yeah, you keep aiming for the the other thing then. Yeah. The next biggest thing. Whereas if if you can be already content before that, then you'll be fine. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I would love the idea if I was able to get off my ass and do it and get a book, and not even necessarily be the bestseller, but if I could just live, uh, like, comfortably, and by that I mean just, you know, bills paid, food on the table. Yeah. No, I don't have to be, I don't have, I, I'm not looking to have private jets or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a, that's a fine goal, like, to have. Yeah, just to be comfortable, because, because then obviously, like, because that's, but that's basically fulfilling needs, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's that's, that's just uh, that's something we're gonna have to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just the hierarchy of needs. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, it's like that. But I remember, I remember ages ago. Was it the last time I was up? Anyway, but I know it was a session with you in your room, or is it? No, I know we were very drunk. But I remember chatting up there. But <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, very very drunk in your room. I remember chatting probably a lot of shite, but we were also chatting some good stuff too. Yeah. And chatting about that too, and because that always stuck with me. What you said about being creative is just a need to create. Because I always do worry that I'm not really a creative person. But I don't know. You said that to me, and it really relaxed me in a way about trying to be creative. Because it's like, why I wouldn't if you if you didn't if you weren't at all, you wouldn't want to be or try to be. Yeah. But, like you with the music and me with my terrible attempt to try and direct. But it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Like I don't know where this ever came from. I remember, like, I got, I got the idea in my head whenever I was, like, 21, for some reason. I was like, I don't know why. And I suppose I'd kind of gotten back into reading a lot then. It was a hard time in my life. But um, if I was to try, like, I was just kind of wondering, would you saying it there, if, like, it was to try and answer the question as to why I wanted to try and write. Because I, I, was, I was actually thinking about that recently. I was like, 
I honestly just think I might have a story to tell. Like, not my story. I just think yeah. I've got a story that I might be able to write, and that's mostly, I'd say, if not 99, if not 100% of the reason why. Yeah. It's just, I think this could be something that I'll either, I, either I'll enjoy writing or someone else might enjoy reading. Yeah. Well, th- I think that has to be the most important thing. Actually, I was listening to Charlie Day on a podcast, and he was talking about, like, the most important part is the the doing of it because that's the part that you actually experience. You don't experience like if you if you write a book and I read that book, you don't experience me reading it. You experience you writing it, so you have to enjoy that part. Yeah, because if you don't if you don't enjoy what you're writing, just like if you don't enjoy what you're listening of your writing like musically or what you're listening to, then why would why would someone else? Well, it's not. <laughs> It's not even what you're writing. It's the actual process of doing it. Like, I love whenever I um, get into the, like, in the middle of writing a song and I can, like, um, I'm, like, having these wee breakthroughs. I'm, like, oh, that's a great wee lyric. And it's, like, oh, I can do this chord change. Like, I recognize that feeling now. I'm, like, oh, this feels great. Yeah. It's kind of like you feel yourself. I always feel like it's like you feel yourself growing or something. Yeah. But like, in like a you literal have to way, enjoy that part because that is that is the thing. The the rest of it isn't the thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because I know like whenever, particularly that their month when I sat and was like writing, it's because sometimes because I did get to the point. I remember the most I ever did in stint was just like eight hours in like one day, and I just kept writing. And it was definitely an awful lot of it was probably crap, but there was just definitely nuggets in there that were good, like you know. Yeah, that that I, even I was like, that's actually not too bad of a line. Might have to move it around, but that's actually not bad. <laughs> it's like yeah. paragraph before, maybe not so much, but that line there, it's like you know, it's pretty good. And then, but I know what you mean. There's like there's like those moments where you kind of you come up with an idea, or as you're saying, like a chord change, or you get the yeah. lyrics I've... just right, and it's like that. Ah, it just clicks or something. Yeah. I always see it as kind of like you're, it's like you're solving a puzzle, but you can't even see the pieces. It's like, it's like you're discovering a piece of a jigsaw and then you're like, oh, there it is. And then you're like, okay, now where does it go? It's like, it's all just like uncovering this like weird thing. Yeah. That's really, yeah, it's it's a cool way to put it. Yeah. It's a bit easier for me, I think, to, in like, like, if you're going to compare like music to to writing like i get to have the process of writing the music then i get to have the process of playing the music re- like rehearsing the music and then i get the process of playing the music live yeah. i get the process of recording the music i get a lot of chances to do the thing where yeah. if, if all you're doing is writing then that's basically it it's like it's that one action that yeah, you have, and you really have to love that and clearly you do, or why Why would you be doing it? Like, why would you spend four hours a night writing if you didn't love that process? Yeah, or like, for me, it's the morning. I've been trying to, I've been trying to figure that there out recently of like trying to find routines or just trying to, what I think of the me knowing, not necessarily the best times for me to try and get into it, but I just find that I find it easier, like writing on like Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings. Yeah. Is there my weekends, obviously. So that really, at the moment, that is the only time if I get a chance that's really only going to be weekends. Because I I have to be... Like, I've tried coming home after working on a shift, but I'm just too fucking tired to really get anything yeah. properly done. Like, I do have to be in the right mindset for it. And I just know... It's the same with me reading, because 
I like I prefer reading in the morning. Me too. I prefer writing I in the morning. I, I prefer being really active for it because I know a lot of people read going to bed, and I do. As yeah, well. I can't. I can't do that anymore. I or, used to read going to bed, and I tried it a few times recently, and it just doesn't work. I I, I got into. I really only listen to audiobooks going to bed, but. I can't read as much going to bed because if I get tired, I just feel like I'm not engaging in the story properly. Yeah. Which is why I, I think I enjoy reading in the morning so much because it's like I wake up and I'm a wee bit refreshed. Now, I might be a bit groggy, but you get out of that. Yeah. And then you, but I've heard, I've heard a few people talk about um, the best time to do anything like that is in the morning. And it definitely works. Like when you're kind of groggy, you're still in that, like you're halfway between awake and asleep. Mm. And you can access that kind of subconscious mind a wee bit quicker and a wee bit faster. Okay, like, I know. That, that's also why I don't turn on, I don't try not to look at my phone. I don't turn on a, a computer or anything until like at least after 12. Because if you, if you do that, that gets you out of that mindset, just that wee bit faster. Mm. Like if, you, if you wake up in the morning and you look at like a message or like an email or something, you kind of automatically go, oh, right. I got to do that. I got, you're like, in, you're in business mode a bit quicker yeah. or if you just give yourself a bit of time to read or whatever you can stay in that nice uh, little world of not being part of the, the larger world yet you're just like part of you and your, what's going on in your head and it's definitely the way to do it yeah I know that that's I know that's apparently the way like David Bowie and did it he like used to wake up and if he was like groggy in the morning he'd like have a journal or like a board or something in his room and he'd like just write down words that came to his head yeah. I know that's also what um what do you call him again is it like make sure I'll get his name here yeah Rivers Cuomo I don't know how to pronounce oh, yeah. it Weezer, Weezer. Yeah. he's talking about that before he has like a journal or something and he like wakes up and he just writes down like whatever's in his head or either possibly what his dream was or like yeah. just words just kind of whatever is in his head and that's like what he does like every morning just wakes up like that's the first thing bang there's a thing yeah. called the morning pages too which i've heard a lot about but i haven't really looked into i think it was started by the woman who wrote is it called the artist way have you heard is any of this sound from energy no um, it does not the artist no. way I think it's the I think it's the woman I wrote there this way, yeah. I think I've got the name of that book right as well. But there's a thing called morning pages where you like you basically do that. You wake up and I think the idea is like just that like free flow, whatever's in your head for like an A4 page at least. Yeah, and just get it out. Yeah, because like creativity is just like another thing you have to another muscle to exercise really. Yeah, pretty much it's the same as everything. Like if you can become more creative in many ways but it's usually about practice like it's yeah. I remember reading before and I do think it's funny it was just like a shower thought on Reddit but I like it's so funny how I think sometimes even some of the most creative things have happened at like say TV shows and movies whenever people are really restricted as well yeah because you have to it's like right we have to do this but there's no way to do it with no money or something it's like uh, well if you find a way like that's, and that's just a diff, it's just all different muscle and it's just how to yeah. do things and few things yeah, definitely. Yeah. Next segment. And that that all came from Party Down. <laughs> See, I knew you were going to get into some shit with that. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to think back because I was like, right, because had a wee lull there. I was like, where did this begin? <laughs> yeah. 
party dine. Oh, by the way, trying to be creative or write something. Music. Uh-huh. See, it's, it, like, I think even that whole conversation is just another selling point to, like, go watch Party Down. Because it, it does just, like, because it's all people trying to make something of yourself, it, it kind of, well, for me, anyway, it got me thinking about a lot of different things. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I just thought of something to talk about there, and it's something that I wrote in my journal ages ago. And okay. I'm wishing there was, like, a control F for a written word, because I don't know how I'm going to find this. <laughs> That's one thing about a journal that's kind of, I suppose, kind of bad. It's like, it's one of the benefits is like, if you're thinking about something a lot, you can write it down and then basically forget about it. But that's what the I did. The problem is if you want to find something again. <laughs> yeah, but now I, but like, I'm, I'm trying to remember what I was thinking about before and I can't. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'll try and be quick here. You know what I've started doing? I don't know, maybe I did mention this last week. I thought it was, I find it kind of interesting. I'm starting to, every time... I come up with like a new idea for like a story or something random. I just kind of write it down. Usually, as best I can, like if I be thing in my phone, or then and if I'm in the house of a keypad. But for some reason, I've started writing down the date and time what I'm doing at that time. Just I don't know why. Just to, hmm, that's interesting. Just, yeah, just to see. You know, if I got like a hundred ideas together and I just seen how they're all discovered, it's like hmm. Yeah. There's always there's always that thing. Like I remember whenever I seen Neil Gaiman at the International Literature Festival in Dublin, like, and a reporter asked him, so he's been asked, like, hundreds and thousands of times, of, but, like, you know, where do your ideas come from? Because, like, especially Neil Gaiman stuff can be quite, I suppose, out there to some people, and also, you know, he's yeah. done, like, adult books, he's done comic books, he's done kids' books, he did, like, Coraline, which is considered a children's horror story, which he was told yeah. would never, ever sell and never, ever get published. But... Um, he was like, where do they come from? He's like, I have no idea. He was like, if you could figure that out, like, you would be the richest man in the world. <laughs> like, or he, he, he didn't say that exactly. He said something along those lines of, like, of being like, if you could figure that out, like, you'd be, you'd be golden. <laughs> if people could figure out where ideas do actually come from. where they come from you know that would be like you know that'd be amazing he'd be like probably the richest man in the world like, <laughs> yeah because you're able to and yeah it's, it's fun to like um hear people like like uh, that's one of the things i love about just i don't know making stuff too it's like every time i think i have it worked out a little bit better how i do things I do it in a new way that works as well. And I'm just like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm at. Hey. You've won this round, universe. I thought I had you there, but fuck you. <laughs> like, there's, um, I know in Kevin Smith's podcast, I was listening to he's he won Fat Man on Batman, <laughs> which, which I listen to a lot because I love Batman. But he said about, like, that's why I love writing, man. He said, like, if you want the idea or what it's like to be a god, like, it's not... <laughs> Just write, man, because that's your world, that's your universe, because you're yeah. if you ask your verse and stuff. I was listening to um, um, Jordan Peele talk about the process there. He was talking about, like, he said, follow the fun. Mm. It's like if you're writing something. He said when he was when he came out with uh, Get Out, he was writing five different projects at the same time. 
and he just like kept coming back to get out because it was like oh it's like what well, oh, i need to do the next thing it's like oh what's this oh what is what's going on here it's like follow the fun it's like keep whatever's keeping you interested just keep doing that keep following that path and it was like it took me like halfway through my writing career to work that out but sure that sounds like pretty good advice here yeah and he would know I just love to watch Get Out that's one I keep meaning to watch but I just what yeah yeah. no you need to see that definitely I'm well bad for that though I'll keep meaning to watch something and then you just put it off yeah I suppose I'm not one to chat yeah (laughs) oh that's something then I'll watch it and usually really enjoy it it's like I don't know why it took so long to I don't know why it took so long Hmm? Something I ended up watching last night. I'd seen it before, but I watched rewatched it last night. It was uh, Sicario. Oh, yeah. By our favorite director, Denis Villeneuve. Is that Denis Villeneuve? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> Cheesy is unreal, hey? Yeah, that movie. I think I enjoyed it even more the second time around. So that's hmm. another recommendation for anyone needing something to watch. Yeah, there's a sequel. So good, hey? There is. I haven't seen it yet. Hmm. Maybe I'll, I might try and watch it before next week and... Catch up. <laughs> Give you my advice on whether to see that one or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not directed by him, so it's like I don't know. Right. I don't know if I. I don't know. It might be a nice little, um, like a. I don't know. Just could be worth checking out. It might be uh, to see the so. difference and stuff in style, because like Denis is a he's a master. Yeah. Have you I seen, don't know where, I don't know where seen, he came from, but it just seems like he came out of nowhere, and like you hear nothing about him, but he's just class. <laughs> uh, the, the first thing I know you of was the movie Anime. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I've watched it like two or three times, and I still don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> so you, actually, you should watch that and tell me what it's all about. <laughs> Why? What's it? What's what is it about? But it's you know? just it's like Jake Gyllenhaal play like he's playing two different characters, and it's like he plays a character and then he who's like watching a movie and then he sees himself in the movie and he realizes he's got like a doppelganger actor and there's just all this weird imagery and stuff and I kind of think I know I've got a better idea now than I did but I, I still. I could probably give it another watch and maybe finally work it out. Yeah, something new. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should both watch that. Yeah, that could be one to watch at some point. Actually, yeah. So yeah, for me, it'll be like the fourth time to see it, and for you, it'll be the first, and we can <laughs> compare notes. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Yeah, compare notes. Yeah. yeah, we'll start off with me, and I'll see what I discern from it. Like, I'll be like, nah, 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 man. See, I'd realize this the second time round, and this the third time round. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't, know, I don't know, for some reason, that makes me think, you said, like, two people doing the same thing, or, like, he sees himself in mirrors, like, we should definitely do Adaptation at some point, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> like, like, there's just some movies that I'm like, Nick Cage is a good actor, like, he's, he's a great actor. He just doesn't want to be half the time, or he just does like, he just wants to do those movies, like, but... I think great. it's just because he, he doesn't know how to say no to a role. Yeah. <laughs> and then if, if the director doesn't know what to do with him, then you just get bad shit. Hmm. Have you seen that one, Mandy? No, I keep meaning that's supposed to be very good. Yeah, and he's got a he's in a new movie, the uh, color, the color out of space. Yeah, I really want uh, to see based, that. Based on a HP Lovecraft uh, yeah, novel. Lovecraft. Yeah, that's supposed to be quite good. Yeah, I must watch it because I think I've read the book. I know. You see, I've got a giant book of the complete 
the complete stories of H.P. Lovecraft. It's everything he wrote. Um, and I've read a lot of the short stories, and I'm just kind of... It's one of those things, like, I do have a page place in it. Um, it's, it's done chronologically, and it's kind of just a bit of information to start each one, but I still also just kind of dip in and out every once in a while. You know, I might yeah. actually follow it chronologically. I might just go for, like, a short story, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I like a lot of his stuff. Um, they are racist, the big racist. I'm sorry, yeah. guys, but I just love the big racist. Like, he's just... So, so it's so weird in his book, so man. Like in in would the you reality, say your, would you say he's your favorite racist? No, definitely my favorite racist. Uh, I would say the <laughs> <laughs> big racist. <laughs> it's just because like he, like H.P. Lovecraft did a lot for like science, science <laughs> for and racism for for science and fans coming together, and he created a proper universe. He's possibly the person that made the first proper universe, and he got other writers and stuff to do stuff to the universe. But boy, did he hate black people like. But yeah, he oh. didn't do it. Didn't do a whole lot for minorities. So on the overall, he's kind of just on the level. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's just an really, average guy. <laughs> it's 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 really weird though because like even like in his even for his time like H.P. Lovecraft was seen as racist, which is saying something. But they reckon, <laughs> they, they reckon it might have been like he had. I don't think he, he was kind of reclusive, and I don't think he left his house like too much. At t- like it's certain points in his life but he, he uh, was too racist to go outside yeah no but that's what it was it wasn't like just in though, case he encountered a non-white <laughs> no, but that's, that's what i mean that's kind of what it was i think it's like agoraphobia it's like a fear of the outside but he was like he was proper terrified of other cultures like i don't think it was yeah. even that he hated them it's just he was so f- well he did hate them sorry he was so fucking scared of them for some yeah. reason like i don't know what happened it was to him, properly just, irrational fear like yeah like that's what that's that's what i feel like it was but like his they were the the cosmic beings. Yeah, no, that's actually someone. That's, that's who, was, that's that's who they are pic- supposed to be. Like that's what he was pictured when he was picturing Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just <laughs> fucking he. Uh, was it wasn't like tentacles. He, it was dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> he was, but he was. Uh, he took a lot of his influence from Edgar Allan Poe, and because of that, because Poe always did like. The inner workings of people's minds, people going crazy, and that's what his lot of his stuff was kind of like that first person kind of the story can be about a person kind of losing their mind, yeah. But it's it's basically just him losing his mind over the idea that there's maybe a black neighbor. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so I mentioned earlier when we we're talking about uh, party down, uh. Dropped the last bomb stoicism. Yeah, <laughs> Is that what we'll call it? You'll just slip it in this at some point in the episode. Like, yeah, I got it in there again. Yeah, there we go. But, um, yeah, I, was just, stoic. I was listening back to last week's just because I was, at the time, I was like, I think I'm kind of not making sense here. But mm-hmm. I think I got it, I actually covered all the important parts. Yeah, but there was good. one, like one of the major sort of tenets of stoicism that I didn't uh, get to, which is the idea of uh, memento mori, which is like, reminding yourself about uh, your own death and mortality right to kind of because would that there be along the lines of that because of for the same reason of uh of how to look at yourself as so it's it's not all that important or you're not all that important it's more just like uh marcus Aurelius has a quote um i could leave life right now let that affect what i do and say and think so it's basically, if you can think of everything you do as being the very last time you do it, then you'll really appreciate it. Like, there's things like, it, it, it's a little, it is a little morbid. I think that's probably one of the reasons Stoicism has that weird reputation. 
but it's more just to keep you grounded and realize what's important. Like if you think of the next time you see a family member or friend, if you think to yourself, it's like this could be the last time I see this person, I need to treasure it and let it affect what I'm doing. And like, I know I, I, I mentioned before, um, kind of having like a, a, a bit of an irrational death anxiety. And do I remember you saying you, you were the same a little bit? I was a bit, but like, weirdly enough, like now, not so much. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of... That's because of, oh, I'm going to drop the big C-bomb. That's because of my experiences, probably. What, what was your philosophy again? Getting cancer? No, you're getting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get cancer to open my eyes. <laughs> really life-changing philosophy. But yeah, actually, that's a, that's a great uh, example of what... Um, of like what what that thought experiment does. So like whenever you um got that diagnosis, I imagine it would have become very clear what the important things in life were. Yeah, and just get kind of the important things in life were, but also, well, obviously they say it's the important people in life to you as well, and it does yeah. show you like, like for instance, like because I and I will always thank you for this that you came to the hospital to visit me multiple times, and there's people that. I would say I was almost not necessarily surprised they showed up, but they showed up more than I would have thought. And then there's other yeah. people that would have been maybe less, if you yeah. know what I mean. Not to name names. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> but, and <laughs> and kind of does. <laughs> kind of does. Like I reckon that's why I ended up going back to get a master's, even because I was lying in a hospital bed and I was like, I don't know why. I was like, I don't think I'm content to have a level eight degree for some reason. I just was like, no. Um, just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go and do a master's. And then so that's what I did. I was like, I know I'm definitely not going to try not be a chef for much longer. I just know I had to change yeah. that. I just felt that I needed to, like, yeah. I, even though I did do it up until like last August, but I was like, I know I need to get out of this kind of sooner than, than, than later because I just felt like I needed to change from it. I think one of the things about uh, Memento Mori as well is like, we all imagine that we're going to die um, when we're like 90 and we'll be in a bed and we'll be surrounded by our friends and family. Mm. And the chances are that's not going to be the case. The chances are what, like we can't, we will get cancer or we will have an accident or we'll. Yeah. Well, like, I would, I would even say this man from being in a hospital bed and from like taking keep and stuff. It's like, you imagine that scene is very nice and peaceful, but I'm, understand somewhat the, the the agony that can be in a hospital bed if you know what i mean yeah so i could be in that yeah, scenario I, when i'm 90 but i could also fucking be waiting for death because i am in such terrible pain that yeah i i was listening to uh i think it was dex shepherd talk about his what was it dex uh i might have got, it was on his podcast i can't remember if it was him or the guest but he's yeah. talking about his grandmother he um like took care of her in her last times and uh her last days and everything and he said like in she became lucid for a moment and uh one of the things she said was like she was like a like a staunch atheist and she turned she like grabbed him and was like if there is a god he saves your he saves the worst uh days for your last or something and it was just like okay <laughs> 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 like 
it's like when you get to that age, you're gonna be in pain and it's gonna be terrible and everything, basically. Yeah, and like, which, which I can imagine. Like, cause I know my grandfather. Like, he um, he walked like ten miles a day until he was like eighty eight years old. And he got up every single day and he had a shower and he fucking combed the wee bit of hair he had left and he with brittle cream, two brushes, <laughs> put on put on put on a suit, put on a shirt, put on a tie, everything, polished his shoes, everything till about eighty eight. And he kind of got weaker and then like wheelchair at 90 and then his mind kind of went like and just all of that like that man was not really there anymore if you know what I mean and like he was a fucking trooper in all fairness he was living to like 96 and he would like he was terrible to have in hospitals because he was like a carrier for everything but none of them actually got him in the end like he had like he he didn't have MRSA but he was a carrier for it he didn't, yeah. he didn't he didn't have like all these different flus but he was carrying them and I was like Jesus fucking Christ like what the heck mm. <laughs> and just in his last his last six years I'd say were probably the hardest or the worst like he just wasn't there wasn't himself yeah um, I remember that I remember that That's I wouldn't have got to know my grandfather overly well because I was the youngest and he would have been about what age would he have been I suppose he would have been about 82 whenever I, I was born I think would have been well, but, I, but I do, I do have some memories of him. Though, like, and he would have been always a very sharp, and quick man for yeah. quite a while. But then that just, I just do remember that that changing quite rapidly. Yeah, mm. it's weird. It's, it usually is a quick change. Yeah. Mm. So I don't, yeah. I, I don't know where that came from, but it's stoicism, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things about stoicism is. Um, using your time and value in time it's like i've heard it described as the the only non-renewable resource we have so we should really treasure it and make the most of it it's a good way to put it if you and that's what remind yourself of your your mortality will do and remind you that you're you have a limited amount of time and make the most of it and at the minute all we've got is time so value it and do something with it if you can. Yeah. So as it gets kid, I had a wee moment of like I did have a wee kind of like one of those wee anxious moments. I think on like Thursday night, I did find it weird because I started thinking about everything and I started thinking about my own death. And the thing is, it's like my own death doesn't really seem to worry me at all. To be honest. <laughs> no, well, there's a then. there's a great quote that helped me a lot. Um, I can't remember. I think it was one of the ancient Greeks, like Aristotle or someone, and he said. Uh, where death is, I am not, and where I am, death is not. So, like, you're not dead now, and when you are dead, you won't be, and they'll never meet. So it's pointless to to worry about that. Mm. Like, I started and, more getting into and, worrying about, like, the idea of, like, my friends dying, predicting my parents. Like, it yeah. was like this. I was, like, just thinking to myself, I was like, I know, it's kind of weird to know that that's probably going to be like my mother and father passing will probably be one of the hardest, if not the hardest things I will ever have to go through. I was sort of thinking yeah. like that. And I was like, it's, I just felt very weird, very surreal to understand that. Well, that, that's a, there's a, um, there's a kind of teaching in, in stoicism about that too. It's like, if you, it's good to prepare um, mm. for things like that. And then when you have, like, like if you're, if you're thinking about that kind of thing, and then when it happens, it does make it easier. There's kind of a, it's a bit of a, like two sides of the same coin though. It's like if you're, 
like I think that's a good thing to think about because it will happen. Yeah. And when it does, if you've spent time on it already, you can be like, okay, you've already done this in your head. You can, you can deal with it. Yeah. On the other hand, if you're doing that about something that may not happen, like I heard, um, I think it was um, John Apatow, you know, the guy that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was talking about a. He was talking about a piece of advice he gave his daughter, and she like said it back to him, and he was really surprised because he didn't think that she ever listened. <laughs> but um, it was like if you worry about something, then you'll have lived through it twice. Mm. Like if you worry that um, that you're going to lose your job, then when you do lose your job, you basically have lived through the, those emotions twice. And then if you don't do it, then you'll have lived through it once for no reason. Yeah. So it's like there's definitely a. A, a, a fine line there between those two um, thought processes. Yeah, between like the kind of rational anxieties and the irrational anxieties. Yeah, because it's understandable, particularly like in the world that we're in, literally right now, to be anxious about things because you know you're walking around a shop and you feel and there's fucking what if one of these things is infected? What if one of these people is infected? Like you don't mm. you try not to bother you too much, but you do have to be aware. Like, and I think that's where me thinking about my parents mortality I suppose came from was because it would be high risk and because of the time that we're yeah. living in now yeah no I don't even want to go home because just on the chance that I could bring it home because basically all my family are kind of at risk because my sister has like asthma and stuff so yeah oh yeah so like, it's like really <laughs> so it's like I don't want to it's like if, if one of them get it I'll probably go straight home because then if it's in the house then then it's in the house like yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's okay that way, but I'd be the same because, like, fuck for all I know, I could be asymptomatic and just carrying it, and then I go exactly. home and go to them. And that's that's the way we have to act, as if we all have it and don't know. Yeah, like I do. I go to work, I come home, and I go shopping, and that's it. I don't even usually exercise within my two kilometers too much, to be honest, because it's I'm too I'm too kind of central in the city, and there's always too many people. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I'm lucky where I'm at. I can I've got a park pretty much beside me. I can just go every morning, and it's usually pretty quiet. Nice. And then like, I, don't get me wrong, like I'm not complaining. I could still be in a lot worse spots. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought that there. I don't know what it was like. So tonight, kind of get a wee worried about that. Sometimes, of course, you know yourself. You still do get like irrational anxieties and fears and stuff. Like, um, I get a while out about sleeping through my alarm or something. <laughs> I think just I think that's just because recently, because I'm kind of getting more tired as the weeks go on. So I feel like. I hope I'm not jinxing myself for tomorrow morning, but I feel like it's something that will happen, if you know what I mean, like eventually. Yeah. Well, I think that's actually probably a healthy one to have because that, if you, ha- I feel like if you have that, then you won't do it. Mm-hmm. You know. But I'm still one of those people that's like, I'm going to do it once at least. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, fine. You just think of that. But that's it. But come back to it. Like, I don't know why. I, like, I, I think it would have been the. Probably with cancer, and also I suppose dealing with uh, what do you call being like suicidal a couple of years ago and stuff too, and then coming through that. That not that I'd obviously be wishing for death, but it makes me fear it a wee bit less. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like the only like one of the reasons why like I'm not overly happy in my job now, but I'm wrapped into a contract where I can't afford to pay out of it. I, I the reason it kind of bothers me is because I want. I want to be doing other things. I want to be doing more. Even in science, there's like just different avenues I want to take. And I know that I have to do this, but it's just kind of 
bothers me to have to be doing this with my time. <laughs> that just reminded me of something. Did you watch that video I sent you a while ago on, like, uh, was it respirators or something? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, just, I remember when I was watching it, it was like, it's it, one of the companies was based in Galway? Oh, yeah, Medtronic, yeah. They had a yeah. massive fucking increase yeah. of people. As soon as I see now, I was like, I could send it to Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Medtronic, they, um, really annoying too, because it would have been a good company to do, but at the same time, after this pandemic, they'll probably, like, I'd say it's a very easy contract for them to just let you go afterwards. I could be wrong. Mm. I should not be slating this, comp- this company in case they ever hear it, as they are I heard they're great a guys. million dollar industry that are a wonderful employers. No, but they actually are supposed to be very good employers. Stand up bunch of guys, I heard. <laughs> but no, they actually are. That's a weird thing. <laughs> like, really, really, like, that's probably where I'll aim to go after CLS. Like, <laughs> nice. Who are also but, great. Yeah. You guys, please, please don't, please don't crush this podcast just, with your billion everyone's, dollars. Everyone's just wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, another thing I wanted to to touch upon with that, like the death anxiety thing, where it's like it's kind of tied to an idea I I had a while ago of like weaponizing anxiety, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's like I found myself getting really like bogged down and like feeling anxious about stuff and then not acting on it. So then I start like being like, oh, well, imagine if you couldn't do that, that'd be way worse. And then like almost making myself anxious not to do a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I was reminded of uh, just that idea with Memento Mori too, because it's like if you're death death anxiety, then like almost like sit in it and then be like, like if you're anxious that you're going to die, then holy shit, man, (laughs) you better do something with your life. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I, that what I would do was doing like with normal things. I was like, oh man, I have to do this thing. And I'm like, I can't do it. And then I'd be like, well, imagine if you actually couldn't do it. Imagine if you didn't have arms. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or like if you like got like sick and you couldn't do these things. It's like, that'd be even worse. Yeah, if you, like, <laughs> yeah, if you go to the extremes with it, it's like, I know this is shit, but like, it's not, it's not that fucking shit you're grand. Like, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh... It's like if you're already irrationally worrying, then you may as well go the further way and make it make sense again somehow. Yeah, <laughs> again. just yeah, just push yourself far enough till you come back to the start or like full circles. Like I'm oh, fine now. <laughs> it does kind of work, like weirdly. I can imagine that. <laughs> like I sometimes, like I suppose it kind of works for me at work. Is like you know, like works fine. Like, but you I mean like I don't work with anyone angry or no one's a dickhead really or anything in it there like you know I just it's like uh, it's like there's like not there's nothing inherently wrong with it so that like it's just that I would like prefer to maybe try and be doing other things which is fine so that's kind of easier to deal with but like sometimes like I was getting kind of annoyed I was just like bored or something in work and then I was like at the same time like there's not some guy screaming in my face calling me a cunt which has happened before in the kitchen I was like and again I had one of those moments of being like it isn't that bad. Okay, I'm a wee bit bored. Like, yeah. like fuck me. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I don't have to deal. I, I don't have to deal with those type of egos at the moment, anyway. So, like, yeah. So, I suppose that's. I think that's. Okay, it's it's less extreme than saying. Imagine I didn't have arms. I'll say, but it's <laughs> on the same line. Well, like, yeah, that's a bit of a ridiculous one, but it's it's more like, what if you, like, what if I, like, got sick and I couldn't do this? Like, say if I'm, like, like, for one of the things that be, 
it'd be for me is like if I have to do something for the band and then I would like work myself into this thing where I would like like immobilize myself and not act on it and then I was like well imagine if you couldn't do this thing and help and like yeah. to, to do what you're doing yeah you got sick and you couldn't sing or whatever it's like imagine if that happened yeah or you could like Oh yeah, you couldn't travel or something for some reason yeah. for a gig, or you couldn't like contact yeah. people online even or something like that. Yeah, I find it so funny. Like for me, like it kind of got better recently, but still wouldn't be the best. Maybe at, like calling up people on the phone for some reason. That's just one thing I'm not been good at. But I think it's kind of funny from work. Like I used to also not like emailing people and stuff, and I have to do it like fucking so much times a day. And sometimes you work these things in your head, and it's the simplest wee thing. It's like. Yeah, I don't want to call a takeaway. This is going to be so fucking awkward. Like I have to just yeah, it's so break weird. off the menu, and then it's like, yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, that, I spent more just time freaking out. <laughs> what? I, I've gotten a bit better when it comes to phone calls and all. Like just being like, just just hit the call button, and then like you can't go back. <laughs> yeah, and also but as soon as as soon as you say hello, work. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what I used to do at work as well was like if I had to call people, I'd I'd write out a wee sort of script hmm. just so I didn't have to like and it would just help a wee bit it's like instead of, instead of having it all in my head it's like okay I have, to t- I have to say this this and this to this person to actually just write out and be like hello whoever and then write it down and then when you call it's like oh I'm just reading the thing now yeah instead that way well, you, you wouldn't get distracted as well like, yeah, you know what's needed to cover any wee thing you can do is is, is valid like this Nineteen eighty four. So yeah, uh, before we do this, we should um, do what are what are we going to watch next week or what before next week? Oh, what are we going to watch next week? So we, decide. we, we decide? you initially said contact for last week. We yeah, contact. But you also mentioned enemy there. Yeah, and there's is that a bird I heard? It could be, yeah, fucking seagulls, man. <laughs> My window is closed and all. Like, it's just fucking going. Um, so what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, well, so far we've kind of had a theme of, like, uh, one of us has seen the movie and one of us hasn't. So maybe we could, maybe we'll go as anime, will we? Yeah, okay. Or have you seen Contact before? I think it did, but, like, years ago. There's a couple of these that I'm definitely going to have seen, but, like, not seen yeah. to a t- years so well maybe we'll stick with contact actually seeing as that was the original one and i'll write down anime for another one to come around to okay we should actually we should definitely start making a list um oh yeah i I, did i tell you this i can't remember but kelly told me that we should definitely fucking and i think we should actually think what we should do for this is we should watch it and drink at the same time and comment over it like troll (laughs) 2 and then uh i was chatting to my brother today i was chatting about troll 2 and I'd say there is a podcast with that format, I think, though, where they just watch shit movies. Oh, it's called How, How Did This Get Made? Oh, yeah. They, they watch shit movies. But I was like, kind of thinking we could do that, but like not with shit movies. So, like, I just think for Troll 2 is a special. I just want to watch Troll 2. That's all I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could do that at some point when, when this is all over. We could like get together and yeah, make a video or something, even if we want. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. That's what I mean. I was kind of thinking, yeah. like, even whenever this is all over, this could be like... I want to say a special, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be the big reuniting uh, celebration. Yeah. Nice, That'd be nice. Troll I'd 2. Like, with a bit of I'd like that. Hmm? I'd like that. 
Yeah, I'd like that too. Well, <laughs> maybe we could watch the documentary while we're apart. Because I still haven't seen that. No, yeah. Yeah, we can watch the documentary real apart. We still have to watch the movie together. Yeah. So that'll be our reward whenever... when Our reward for surviving Corona is to watch Troll 2 together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and recorded. That's, that reminds me, that's another thing. I was thinking that if we did... um. If we wanted to ever do like series or trilogies of movies or something like that, and I was like, well, I think we should definitely at some point do like the 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh man, absolutely! I want to watch them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I read an article on them the last day, and like they were pure advanced tech and stuff for the time, and I was like, oh fuck, this would be class to watch it because I like I definitely seen them when I was younger, but I've not seen them in a lifetime. Like, I actually watched a really funny it. video just before we started recording by um, Cosmonaut Variety Hour and he did like a video on adult porn parodies. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> One of them was tur- was the turtles, that's why that popped into my head. But he just like kind of analyzed like adult porn parodies and like <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> he kind of does that thing you were talking about too, watches kind of shitty movies and talks about them and all. Mm. It's, it's a working format. It's kind of like um, I think I brought him up before actually because I was saying he's kind of like does stuff kind of like caravan of garbage. Yeah, and I quite like caravan of garbage. Yeah, some really good. And then like Red Letter Media do that as well. The best of the worst, where they watch shit movies, and it's it's a it's a winning formula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But I was kind of thinking because then I was also thinking as well. Kind of, does it have to be like? The year's time there has to be like the Valentine Slappin's Day special where we just do a Jackie Chan movie or something. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so next week we're gonna have watched Contact. Contact, yeah, we're gonna watch Contact next week. For if anyone, we had two views so far, so we might have more listeners. If Is anyone, that me and you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so if anyone wanna watch Contact. Thank God it wasn't one. I know. Fuck. What? Did you not listen? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And before we get into discussing it, do you recommend people watch Brazil? Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, the only thing I say is like, I would say it's definitely one of those movies that like, I'd say you're either gonna love it or hate it. I could imagine some people just not getting it at all. Like, yeah, I imagine just being like, what? <laughs> like I loved everything of like I just love I loved I just really loved the kind of the aesthetic and the look like so much like don't get me wrong the story and the humor so uh, are we are we getting into spoilers? Oh sorry yeah right this is a warning first yeah spoiler warning <laughs> spoiler warning yeah okay so the rest of the episode will be an in depth discussion in Brazil so yeah. if you're if you're buying out then good luck yeah and the first spoiler is it's I don't think it's actually set in Brazil what. Oh man, I didn't get that movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, is it called Brazil because that song keeps playing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just love like the um the kind of even I think for the time or an anachronistic and an, I don't think it was an an anachronistic computers to typewriters with the screens. Hmm. And just like that. Definitely had computers then. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is I was kind of thinking like that. It's like this is like a 1950s maybe idea of what a computer could be yeah. in, in, in in an area where there's computers but like, I, I thought that was just class um, yeah I really like that too he was like the one person car and what's that 
Oh yeah, the wee car. First thing I I thought that that opening is just great. Yeah. Like the yeah. Oh, there's the fly, but but then like the when they like go to the guy's house, who do they get first? Bottle? Oh yeah, it's bottle. Okay, well that's the running joke of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think but no, then like the whole is the guy that they're looking yeah. for, but it's bottle. And then they, they go they arrest bottle. Yeah, and then um, yeah, the woman they they go through the roof of the house. Yeah, and then uh, the woman's like, it's like, yeah, you're you're arresting the wrong guy. It's he's his name's bottle, not Tuttle. It's like, it's like you made a mistake. It's like we never make mistakes. And then they go to replace the hole in the ceiling, and it just drops through. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they switched back to metric and didn't tell us. Yeah, I actually pretty much wrote down exactly what you just said. And that's the whole kind of thing of the movie. It's just like this big immovable like clog of bureaucracy that nothing can happen in i wrote down yeah. uh, first thing i wrote down was it's kafka-esque which i now know what that means <laughs> are you familiar with uh, the work of franz kafka yeah um made my way most i think it made my way I never actually finished for like three quarters of the way through the trial oh i actually read that recently and then I, I think i lost the book or something or, no i not lost <laughs> the book it's it's in there Kenny, probably somewhere <laughs> Um, yeah, like like that that book is just pure like this guy trying to contend with this system that he just has complete like no control over mm-hmm. what's happening to him or anything. And it's definitely much, definitely a similar theme in this. Like in, in the trial he gets arrested, which doesn't affect his life in any way, he just goes about it as normal. Mm-hmm. And then he like tries does his best to like fight for him and everything but he can't do anything and that was just that's just this whole movie it's like yeah. nothing, nothing gets done and he's just him going around going from bureaucracy to bureaucracy like i'll admit like one of the small things i even really liked was you know when he shows up to the ministry for information and he's like do you want to see my id no do you want to see it do you want to think i could be anyone no you couldn't why with the ministry for information <laughs> it's, <just> kind of <laughs> like, it's like it's kind of like because they're like, well, we don't make mistakes, but also it is administrative information, so they probably should know that. But like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a great. Uh, I wrote down. There's a sign above one of their workplaces, and it says, "Suspicion breeds confidence." Yeah, I actually wrote that down too. That, <laughs> was was like, that like, is so good. And did, I, did, did you notice how much money the whole thing was over? No. Like, the reason, like the they they say what the like the whole like kerfuffle, the amount of money that was over. It was like thirty-one pound something, thirty-one pound <laughs> sixty cent or something or sixty p. That was like why the guy had to be arrested <laughs> and ended up dying in the end. I suppose. I was well, like, that's like, amazing. Yeah, and there was a little the per, the personal personnel thing. Did you catch that? We no, um, that's the personnel thing. It was like, uh, did you order a personnel character? It's like car- or a carrier. It's like no, I ordered a, per- a personal car- carrier. And it's just like another one of those things. It's like another we mix up, just like the total bottle thing. It's like yeah, it's, clearly, it's, this, it's, clearly it's, this happens all the time. This messed up system. <laughs> yeah, and it's so easy to. It's just oh, there was so much to it, but like I did love the kind of humor and stuff like that. And like yeah, I'm not so gonna lie, funny. I kind of I because I hadn't seen the film before. It's like like well, it's like what the fuck is that Robert De Niro when yeah. he comes out of nowhere? And like, but I love the whole like twenty one two B slash yeah, whatever yeah, form. form. And then it's like he uses that against him. Like, like, <laughs> no, the guy has like a breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, is that Michael? That's Michael Palin, isn't it? I was trying to. I was trying to work out who that was. 
And then it's, it's him and Brad Hoskins, and he's the kind of Scottish accent, and he just doesn't really say anything. <laughs> yeah. Who's Michael Palin again? Uh, he's one of the Monty Python crew. Ah, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, but I didn't expect fucking yeah, Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro's in kind of a weird... Uh, like I think it's like a weird role for him because it's kind of a weird movie, but just him like fucking going down on the zip line and he's just this one. That's like I was kind of like watching it and I was like he's, it's like he's like supposed to be like pretty much a badass Super Mario. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so it's so entertaining to watch. And then when like, when the other two appeared, they reminded me of Super Mario as well. Yeah, Mario like, and Luigi. Like, the whole thing and they're central heating uh, engineers. Yeah, like, form of plumbing like. Yeah. Uh, uh, what version did you watch? Oh, I watched the director's cut. Oh, okay. I watched the final cut, which I think there's not much difference. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering, the first time I watched it, I think I watched the... The, the Love, Love Conquers All version, as it's called, which is like the theatrical release. It's kind of the scorn version that you're not supposed to watch. Oh, I didn't even know about the different versions. I just, yeah. Usually if I see director's cut, I usually get that because it's, like, it's not usually supposed to be the one that, you know, they want you to see. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Uh, that's usually the case. Although, like, I watched... Uh, what did I see the director's cut off that I didn't not didn't like? I think it was um, uh, Almost Famous. Don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, I remember, like, I loved that movie. I had it on DVD, and then I remember, like, watching it with friends, and I was like, this is, I don't know. It's like the extra footage makes one of the characters in it less likable, and I was kind of like, oh. Man, it's just, that's the shit, then. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much, but maybe I, I might give it another go, because it could have just been, like, the, sometimes when you watch something with people, you have a different experience anyway, so it could have been the case. Maybe I need to watch it myself, just. Yeah, just to get what you, what you properly think of it. Yeah. But but as well, like when I've seen something a lot, and then you're like you're seeing a slightly different version. It's like, hey, this isn't that movie I love. <laughs> this is not what I want to watch. <laughs> but yeah, the director's cut and the final cut, I think, are pretty similar. There's just like a there's like ten minutes difference in running time or something. Because hmm. I just I looked up on Reddit and, I, and it said like final cut is like the the real final cut is like the real director's cut. It's kind of like Blade Runner. Yeah, but like, like that is like fucking five or six different cuts yeah. as well. But again, in, in Blade Runner, the final cut is the one that you're supposed to watch. Hmm. Um, so yeah, where, where were we? <laughs> we just kind of went all over the place. Uh, suspicion breeds confidence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love the like whenever the terrorist attack happens in the restaurant. Oh yeah, and they just and everyone just kind of is like uh, <laughs> they don't really react, and like the, actually... the the band just like starts up again and everything, and they're just like <laughs> business as usual, another terrorist attack. But I was actually kind of wondering for whenever that goes on because then I was like I looked up and I was like oh so it came out in nineteen eighty five. I was actually kind of wondering if that almost was kind of a comment of possibly the time anyway, because I would say at least. At least ten years earlier, anyway, in like Britain and stuff, that would have been probably quite common. Not obviously people just getting on with it, but you know, um, yeah. But but then also like I was like, but then I was also like, but it just kind of fits the humor of the movie so well. And you know, the I did love the fucking the waiter, and he's like, say the number. Say, oh yeah, yeah, that was weird, say, yeah. And then just fucking, then they just pull a screen over. Yeah, and it's just gonna be like, but ice cream, but it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> 
And his mom keeps getting younger during the movie. Yeah, yeah. I love that, yeah. And then she's like 20 or something at the end. Well, the, like, and the, the other doll keeps getting more fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like her doctor is like the knife guy. He's like snipping away and making her younger. And then her, but then the other woman, her doctor, like, um, he uses acid, was it? Yeah, he uses acid. She's getting more like decrepit as it goes on. And like, <laughs> and it's all like, but I trust him, dear. He'll, he'll fix me right up. Yeah. And then there's the there's the other girl, and it's like I, I did find it funny actually in the restaurant scene because like I, I just like the humor in it I thought was just brilliant, but it was yeah. so out there. But like one of the jokes that they set up, which I loved, was like the girl is kind of spacey or whatever, and like he whenever he sits down, she like tries to offer him something, and then it, like the girl's like no no not right now, and then the food <laughs> arrives and she's like salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it was like the the things kind of just jarring enough that it's like you're like what the fuck is she doing but then it kind of the scene goes on long enough and like the explosion and all happens but that's how that like entire part ends it's just salt (laughs) it's just such a weird setup to a joke but it's it's so the whole movie is just kind of disarming you like with every every like movement and every yeah Like yeah. I like I didn't expect like some of it. It's like 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 you know he just hops in the car whenever he comes out of like uh, your one's uh, apartment. I can't remember her name now. And he just hops in the car and like goes down. And there's like proper like cartoon sound effects on it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's it, like that movie. You could have made that like so grim. Sort of you know you could have just yeah. taken away all that, but it just there's there's such charm to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it maintains this. Uh, um, I think it help helps like kind of like if there was no humor, it'd be just so depressing. Yeah, and it keeps you thinking that like uh, everything's going to be grand in the end. Mm-hmm. It's like cause it's so like whimsical. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is all going to work out. <laughs> yeah. This is nice. This is like, I can't wait to see that. And then, but then I suppose that's kind of. Well, it kind of leads up to, kind of leads into that false sense of security, I suppose. Yeah. Because at the ending too, like, you know, when he comes down and like, they're like, Tottle's saving him and all, it didn't seem outside of the realm of the possibility of the movie. Yeah. To me. But then, well, that's what makes it even better when he's just in the seat and it's his friend and all too. Like, I like that. I do like as well that they keep giving like the same gift to him. Like everyone, yeah. <laughs> like it's just absolutely everyone. So that in there is like, you know, like, um, but like some of the stuff in there as well, like the sharing of the office, but it's not really the sharing of oh, the that, office. That, that we, uh, device it. reminded me of something actually. Reminded Sorry. me of the multi worlds theory. What Do you know it? that like uh, quantum entanglement and mm-hmm. stuff? In the multiverse and all that. Yeah, it's like you drop the wee thing and it it goes to the left or the right. Mm. That's all. Uh, that's all. Like, it's all like where Schrodinger's cat comes from. But it's because like, yeah, that's, we each that's... have like a different possibility of doing something. As I was saying about me, like fucking sleeping in. If I sleep in tomorrow, that creates a new reality. But if I get up on time and make it to work on time, then that's also a separate reality. But they're both coexisting realities. That can be our um, our philosophical talking point next week. What well, we think about the... that. Because that's, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'll look into it more. Yeah, on a, on I actually, want, I actually want to look into it. But actually, okay. I can recommend if anyone um, wants to get a good or decent wee um, 
introduction to that without too much work. There was a really good episode of, I think it was uh, This American Life podcast, which I'll probably end up referencing a lot next week. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, just see if I can quickly find the episode here. I think it's that episode, episode 691 of This American Life. It's called Gardens of Branching Paths. And it goes into that kind of stuff. It's a really good episode. So, Dude, I must try and give it a listen. I'd be interested in all that stuff. Because obviously, do you know Schrodinger ended up with an Irish passport? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, in kind of the way, in kind of the way that Einstein fled to, like, America, he, like, fled, like, Ireland. And then, like, later on in life, yeah. He had, like, a wife, but then he also ended up having a girlfriend. And he, like, said to his wife, and he was, like, for years, like, he was apparently trying to be, like, come on, just let the girlfriend live with us. And she was, like, no. <laughs> he was just like, She's dead, like, yeah, yeah, but apparently, like, there's probably more to it than that. It was more dramatic. You'd like her. I swear you'd me. like her. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, exactly. It was, like, supposed to be kind of like that. Like, he was just like, come on, like, she's, she's nice. You will get on. You're very similar, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I have a type. Same, same taste in man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we were talking about the the gift. That was the last thing we mentioned. No, the gifts know. in Brazil. Yeah, just like there's a lot of running jokes like that that were just fantastic, just every yeah. single time. And I love the uh, the fucking the party invite girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like an hour late. Yeah, it's just like an hour late. Sorry, backlog. Which is, you suppose, as you say, it's another way. And like in this world, these systems, all of them, like I suppose, not a single system works as it should in that world. Actually. Yeah. And but like I just love. Like, it, 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 yeah, it, and it, it all maintains this illusion of of working and like functioning. It's almost like tricking you into thinking that you can get stuff done, and but you're everyone's actually completely powerless. Even the people that are that appear to be in charge or powerless to the workings of the system. Yeah, it's just completely... But, yeah, it's just, it makes a lot of sense. And I was just going to say as well, I just loved in that scene with the... Uh, with the the party invite girl, is that I just thought it was great acting on his part whenever she's like... Was was I good? And it's just it just cuts to him for like a second or two, and it's just him looking uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's very subtle actually. little uh, facial twitch or something. Yeah, it's just because he's such an uncomfortable person, <laughs> or such an awkward man anyway. And it like it was yeah. just very good. Like, um, do you want know to find out about Terry Gilliam today? I said to my brother, you know, he like he's like constantly like always having problems with like production and stuff. And there was a film that he like. He like started filming and then like he finished it like fifteen years later because something went wrong. But then immediately after it came out, then there's like producer sued him and stuff. Like it's just like he's always has like kind of almost bad luck. <laughs> yeah. But like it's even when he tried to film like Don Quixote, the man who the killed him. Man who killed Don Quixote. Yeah, Don I, Quixote, I was just so. thinking about that uh, during the watching the movie. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it either. But it, he started filming it in 1999. Or like I know him, there's like been be so many that's been like plagued by. So many issues. Yeah. Apparently, it's quite good though. Finally, and there's a good. There was like, uh, yeah, that'd be something to look up to. The I remember watching a video on it actually. But I remember there's supposed to be a lot of big actors now involved, wasn't there, over the years? Yeah, like there's like fucking like there was the, but whenever he first started in 1999 to make the man who killed 
and it was the, it was like the first month and the lead actor got a herniated disc <laughs> and then a flood damaged the set and then like yeah. well, for the time it's just like Jesus Christ like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's got uh, Kyle Ren in it doesn't it yeah he does Adam Driver hmm. so is that what he's going to be known as all the time now probably uh, I was watching um, Red Letter Media earlier today and <laughs> Like me, Mike couldn't remember his name, and he was called. He was like, "Oh, get a Scarlett Johansson and Kyle Ren." <laughs> <laughs> couldn't remember his name. That kind of happens, though. Like, because like Elijah Wood, like I always feel like you, even though like the, the, I think they're supposed to be saying like people are you're only as good as like your last movie, but I think mm-hmm. if you really get known as particularly as like one character, like Elijah Wood will always be Frodo, then Radcliffe yeah. will always be Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, fucking, you know, you could say to somebody, Den Radcliffe was class in that movie. You ever see it? And he's like, no, who's Den Radcliffe? Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, fucking. <laughs> yeah. I must actually watch that one. You know, that one Guns Akimbo coming out with him? Yeah, I think it's out, actually. Oh, is it out? Seems no. to be like a, seems to be like a crank style. Um, <laughs> Weird show. I don't know. It's yeah, it's just like bizarre. <laughs> the top ridiculous thing yeah yeah and i said we're getting off topic from <laughs> that's right um i don't know i don't really know much for say it i just really did enjoy it i kind of was surprised it took me actually that long to watch it because it my alley like and but you're right there it's only kind of clicking with me now yeah how i'd say every single system in the movie doesn't work and the only person that does work is Archibald Tuttle, who's the guy working outside the system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could... like he like left the system because he because he wanted to get shit done. Basically. Yeah, because he didn't like paperwork, and I was like, yeah. I love them. <laughs> like I love the way they kind of set that up too. It's pure like kind of epic. It's like I just don't like paperwork. Yeah. I just couldn't stand it. Like I want, yeah, and he wants to get shit done, and he high, goes in with his fucking. I don't know, telescopic screwdriver thing, like the thing you yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, nah, great movie. Like, I just fell in love with it, definitely, the first time I watched it, and just again, it was just such a thrill to watch. <laughs> what do you think of the ending? Uh, I enjoyed the ending, I, but yeah. I particularly enjoyed the ending because obviously it was my first time watching it, for the fact that it got me. Cause you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you know the way it goes did, into... Did, did it, how, what, like, when did you realise that it was... Like, did it did it take you a minute to, like, realise something was wrong? Or what way? Because he kind of gets put in a chair and then they come down to save him. And I was, like, yeah. kind of wondering... Because I was kind of, like... I was kind of, like, in two minds, but it kind of got me. I was kind of, like... Because I thought that maybe this would happen. But then I was kind of thinking, it's like, but I don't understand how it could go on anywhere from there, really. Yeah, like, to be honest, even though I'd seen it before, because I had watched a different version, I was like, I was like, is this, is this part real? <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> I couldn't remember what, like, uh, <laughs> what, like, I remembered it getting, like, surreal at some point, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, whenever they came in, I was like, oh, this still feels pretty grounded, maybe this is all still happening, and then it, like, slowly gets a bit weirder, like, when all the... Uh, newspapers attached to Tuttle and he like disappears and then like 
he goes to, like the funeral of the. Oh yeah, he goes to the funeral. He like falls into like her casket. Yeah, and then like, like lands on like, the floor. He's like mother, and she's like shut up, and she's like twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did, I did find that really funny. Like you know, she's surrounded and I, by men. Yeah, and then he knocks the casket, and it just evolves into like a big lump of giblets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and then he falls backwards into that, and then he ends up. Turns out the woman's still alive and everything. Mm, gets yeah, and it gets. More she's like sorry. she's like Furiosa from Fury Road. Really? Well, she's like her. Oh, well, she's like her. No, 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 no. It's not the same person. But like, yeah, it's just like this short-haired woman driving a truck. I was like, oh. yeah. Actually, I can see that right away now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there was something I forgot to... was it, it was a taxi, wasn't it? That's what it was yeah, like. yeah. There's something I forgot to mention. It was like, you know when he's waking up in the morning? Um, I was just like, this is like Wallace and Gromit. Oh, yeah. At, like the, the start uh, of the movie. The, the, it's um, like to- he's got a thing to make toast and... And, and everything. Like, get his like, coffee and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's all like it's... weird Wallace and Gromit gadgets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of reminded me of Fifth Element as well. And Back to the Future. And it oh, seems yeah. it's a real mad fight. It's usually a thing for mad scientists. That's why I was kind of yeah. like wondering, like, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is about bureaucracy. Like, what the <laughs> Yeah, that was clearly just all consumer like level stuff that anyone could buy. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't work yet again. <laughs> yeah. Nothing in the system works. <laughs> uh, I think it's, I think it's a tan boy movie. I'll give it a good nine. Nine, nine and a half. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be resolute and never give a perfect ten until I see a perfect ten. Maybe ten is generous, but I don't know how to. I don't know how you would improve upon it. Just plus, like it's like definitely like one of a kind. Like if you ask yeah. me, I give it ten bottles out of total. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we have to, uh, we have to use something from the movie. And I'll give it a nine out of nine and a half, just because ten is a ridiculous thing to say. Mm. But honestly, it's like I don't know what it, for what it is. It's just a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. Um. So yeah, so let's come give it a good nine Archibalds out of toddles. Nine <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Uh, <laughs> but also, actually, that's right. Whenever you're mentioning it, it was Bob Hoskins played one of the other guys. Isn't he the guy that played fucking Super Mario? Was it him that played Super Mario? Or is it somebody that looks like him? I've got um, a feel in, in my head, it's just someone that looks like him, but it could be him. I... Hmm. Yeah, it's starring Bob Hoskins. <laughs> is it him? Yeah, it is. Jeez, in my head, it's it's someone else for some reason. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's someone that looks just like him. Gets <laughs> uh, us, is it? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, uh, Thomas, thanks for talking, and everyone else, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Nice, glad to be here. <laughs> you mean like in the cosmic sense? Hmm? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
in a, in, in a cosmic sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, not really. I'm having an, an existential crisis right now. Each other in a world that's this insane. 